The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. My name is Dr. Mona Lisa. This show is intuitively resyncing your weight and metabolism. Have you ever had that problem where no matter what you ate, no matter what cleanse you did, you still gained weight. Have you ever had that problem, no matter how much you exercise, no matter what time you exercise, you still gain weight? We now know there are a variety of reasons why a person may gain weight independent of total calories. Yes. People used to say, put the fork down. (laughs) I know where I'm going to put the fork. Today's show, we're going to teach you how to intuitively resync your weight and metabolism. Today's world is very common for people taking all kinds of cleanses as if our system was dirty. However, I do understand the concept of why a person might think that something was building up and that might be related to why we are gaining weight. We're taking your calls during the show, 207-846-6475 for free mini readings only during the show. But if you want a private reading, Griffey call 207-846-6475 after the show or go to www.drmonalisa.com, drmonalisa.com. 
Subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, this forum is educational only, is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. And please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. If you're in an emergency right now, put down the podcast, go directly to the emergency room. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. So what is synchronizing and why, why would weight gain be out of sync? Okay. Well, first off, One of the things we notice is that many people who are very heavy may eat less, eat less. How can that be? People go, oh, they cheat, they cheat, they eat around the sides. I know it. No, you don't. I know because there were times in my life when I was eating egg white with tomato sauce on iceberg lettuce, running seven miles a day and still gaining weight. And I had a 30 inch Levi jean. And I'm like, I don't understand. What is it? I don't understand. I was ruthless and I couldn't lose the weight. Well, I had a disorder in my brain and I'll explain in a second. There are some neurological disorders with people, it problems with their hypothalamus, which controls eating, appetite, and sleep. They sleep all the time, or at least they're sleepy. And then they wake up and they eat everything in sight. It's called Pickwickian syndrome. It's very, very, very rare. But the reason why you would want to understand something rare is that it understands the mechanism of something more common that is wrong. So obesity or heavy weights being too heavy is more common, but somehow it's related to the hypothalamus and sleep. The sleep is a cycle and it's synchronized to the, wait for it, sun. Right, that's right. And that means that we are supposed to sleep and eat at the same time every day. Somehow we think that this is important for babies, but once we're not babies anymore, the hell with it. I don't have to be a tell, have anybody tell me when I need to eat and sleep. I'm an adult. I remember that when I went to college, I could eat at 11 o'clock at night when this silver truck came out in front of my window. That was it. At 11 o'clock, the silver truck came out, and I remember we had these unbelievably turkey sandwiches. I don't even know. Actually, it was a hamburger. I learned the joys of having hamburger with mayo. Oh, it was so good. Awful. Suffice it to say, 11 o'clock at night is the worst time to eat, but I was starving. Why? 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 Because I was working late into the night. You're not supposed to work late into the night. My cycle was off. I was out 
of sync. Our brains and our eating and our weight is synchronized to the sun. And so when we get up, insulin and cortisol, stress hormone that's related to insulin, is highest. So that means when the sun gets up, sleep goes down, melatonin goes down, and we're supposed to start eating. Our biggest meal, believe it or not. You're like, I don't eat breakfast. Well, too bad, whether you're hungry or not. Hunger is a funny thing. And hunger is not always related to whether you are hung- whether you need food intake. So if you have a weight problem, you need to, number one, number one, write down on a piece of paper, got a pencil dialing. Whether I'm hungry or not, too bad. <laughs> it is not related because you misinterpret those cues. Seriously, could mean you're bored, could mean you have the beginnings of gastritis and an ulcer. You don't know, could be you're out of sync. There are a variety of senses in our body that are warped. One of them is we can have numbness, peripheral neuritis. We can have um, eye problems like nearsightedness or farsightedness. So what makes you think that your sense of Hunger might not be similarly warped. Seriously, that what you're eating is not enough. Nearsightedness, farsightedness, it exaggerates or minimizes what you're eating. It doesn't fill you up enough. It's a warped sense. So you don't feel enough in the morning hunger, but at night, you have an exaggerated sensation of hunger. So that means like eyesight, nearsightedness or farsightedness, your sense is warped. That's okay. You can't get reading glasses for your taste buds or your appetite. You can just say, how I see it is irrelevant. How I taste or have hunger is irrelevant. I'm just going to eat this amount. And if I'm hunger, hungry, it's pain. But some kinds of pain, chronic pain, does not mean I'm going to die. It just means I'm having an erroneous signal to my brain. I know this isn't pleasant, but if anybody has a lower back pain out there or a neck problem or any kind of pain or even emotional depression and anxiety, they know that sometimes you have to be able to use the mindfulness, observe, describe, and allow and not respond every time you have a sense of pain. Because that's the only way out of suffering now, isn't it? So in the morning, when cortisol and insulin is highest, that's when you cycle in food. You have to get in line with the natural cycle of insulin. And if you get out of that, you say, well, maybe I'm different. Well, how to quote Dr. Phil, who's not doing a show next year, FYI, how's that working for you? It's not. So you try this. So 10 o'clock in the morning is another boost of cortisol. So you might have a bottle of water and a half of a protein bar, like a kind bar or something like it. Then 12 noon is your biggest meal of the day. You take a plate, you divide it in thirds. One third protein, one third carb, one third vegetable. But then after that, thereafter, cortisol goes down 
interestingly enough, that's not the only thing that cycles. So you need to know that cortisol, along with insulin, cues your daily cycle with the sun and sleep. If you don't get enough sleep, you're going to gain weight. That's why I talked about those Pickwickian people. Sleep disorder, you gain weight, which is why I couldn't lose weight for all those years because I have a sleep disorder. I would walk around and fall asleep. Every day I fell asleep, it was good for a pound. Every day. So it didn't matter if I, fe- I ran five miles, five miles in the morning and seven at night. If I fell asleep anywhere, I would gain a pound because I was pseudo Pickwickian. <laughs> Awful. I was the first diagnosis was a hypothalamic tumor because it's a problem with your hypothalamus. By the way, everybody's a little Pickwickian. What is the hypothalamus connected to? I don't, you don't want me singing the Jeopardy song. I will. Do, 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 do. I won't because then we'll have to pay. You can only use one phrase. The hypothalamus is connected to the funny bone. No, it's connected to the limbic system, the temporal lobe, the area for emotion and intuition. You've got it. So you can throw off your sleep and your metabolism by being emotionally upset or intuitively keyed into someone who's upset. Yep, that's it. That's it. So if you're around someone who's angry, you'll pick it up. It'll mess up your sleep, mess up your metabolism, and be in view. You'll gain weight. After I realized this for years, I realized being around this person, they're like gluten. I'm intolerant to them. I'd rather eat, I would say to myself, I'd rather eat a dozen donuts than around them because at least I'd have the satisfaction. You know, those like those Dunkin' Donuts, those honeydew that you can smash them down. Oh my God, they're so delicious. They have absolutely no nutritional value, but my God, they're delicious. You could roll them up. They are so good. I know they have absolutely terrible nutritional value. The only thing I think that can taste almost as good is Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I digress. My point is, so there are some people I won't eat dessert or anything around. I won't even eat around them because being around them will gain weight. I have to be really in a good mood to be around them because they're like wheat to me. I'm intolerant of them. So if you are an empath, chances are your limbic system, insula, mirror neurons, you will resonate with them. Either you had a mother like them, a father like them, or maybe they bring out the worst in you. Your mirror neuron, supermodular gyrus, insula will go to your limbic system, go to the hypothalamus, and next thing you know, roll out the barrel, you've gained a pound. I don't like it. And you're eating the salad and you're like, I don't understand, must be water. Yeah, four days in a row, it's the water. Then, of course, you can get an aura ring. I like aura rings and I like scales. And you'll say, oh, no, I have. The scale is judgment. It gives me shame. I use it as a device, an intuitive device, because if the scale goes up a pound, I know that somewhere in the last 24 hours, there was a pain in the ass. (laughs) 
if I eat the same and I gain weight, it's a search and rescue mission. Who was the weight increasing agent? Raise your hand. I will find you. I will seek you down. The aura ring is the other one. Aura ring will tell me because an aura ring shows you where deep sleep is and REM. Deep sleep is restorative sleep. And I map out my sleep. Okay, call 911 and say she has OCD. Hey, listen, I have a bona fide sleep disorder. I got run over by a truck. But the reason why I do it is because um, you can literally see that in those days when you're upset, upset, fear, anger, sadness, love, and joy, or you're around some situation and you gain weight, you can see that your sleep gets fractionated, that your deep sleep goes down, restorative sleep, and your REM gets disrupted. I might add REM is important for a connection to the divine and sorting out memory and wisdom. And deep sleep is restorative. It recycles or fixes your immune system. They've done studies that show that um, this is University of University College in London. The beginning at age 50, people who sleep less than five hours a day have a 30% increase in risk in multiple chronic illnesses. But people who slept at least seven hours at night. have far less risk of diabetes, cancer, coronary artery disease, cardiovascular disease, congestive heart failure, blah, 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 blah. So I say, you know what? I'm going to at least try to get six and a eight, eight to seven hours. If you get more than that, if you get eight and nine hours of sleep, it increases your risk for diabetes because you're not moving enough. That's why I like this thing. It tells me, no, it's the wrong hand. <laughs> That's a ring. That's why I like this thing. <laughs> Stop it, Emma Kim. <laughs> She's laughing at me. Do not mock the presentator, the pre whatever the hell I am, the presenter. This is the ring. It tells you how many inactive hours you are, how much you move, because sitting is the new cancer. It tells you how much you move. So it's not just about exercise. Hey, I'm going to get up and run around like a lunatic. No, it tells you how much you have micro exercises. It's about getting up getting the cat, get sitting down, getting up, kissing the cat or dog or whoever you have in your house and sitting down. You know how you like you put everything around you when you're sitting? Don't, don't. Purposely put those files and everything around you. Put the mic on the remote way over there. So you have to get up and get the remote. That's why they call it a remote. Play deep. Keep it way over there, remote from you. So you have to get up. That's why in the olden days, people were thinner because you had to get up and change the channels micro exercising. So that's why I say resync yourself because you want to be around people and that you are one of them who has a cyclic life. You get up in the morning and you go to bed at the same time every day. But if you get out of whack and you find yourself not going to bed because you're upset, too bad. People set alarm clocks. They think alarm clock means the morning. 
not in my house, because I know I got a mental problem. I set alarm clocks all over my house, not just my iPhone. I know me. I know my kind. I will just press off. So I have a manual alarm clock downstairs. So I have to literally get up from the beanbag, <laughs> turn off the TV, and go downstairs and have to turn off this annoying alarm clock. Yes, annoying. And then only to have another one go off. So in other words, in the event that I said only just this once, I turn it off, go back, and watch the the last 10 minutes of what is it? Ugly John or bad John or isn't that that awful John guy that stalked his wife or girlfriend? He was The guy was a bastard, basic bastard. You just want to see whether... You know, he's going to chase her with a knife or whatever. <laughs> You're going to see it before you go to bed so you can sleep restfully soundly. So you go back. No, you've got another alarm clock that goes off in 10 minutes, annoyingly. And it's on the other side of the house. So therefore, you're like in a really bad mood. And that's it. You're now annoyed. So you have to turn the thing off because it's embarrassing. <laughs> you would be an utter failure to yourself of creating a synchronized life because you're more synchronized to bad John or some stupid thing on Netflix than health. And you'd be telling yourself you're a lost cause. Last but not least, get a buddy who will embarrass you. They'll call you up and go, so how much deep sleep did you get last night? Did you get more than one hour and 25 minutes? Did you get over 20%? Because you want to get deep sleep, 12 to 23%. It's not deep throat, it's deep sleep. I know, everybody's thinking deep throat. Wasn't that the Watergate? Deep sleep is 12 to 23. REM is 25. So you're thinking quarter, a quarter, and you don't like light sleep. Light sleep is dozing off in class. Dozing. Betty, Betty, bad. You want, and bad days, when you're upset about something, your heart rate variability, which is a measure of having the gas and the brake on at the same time, skids down to nothing. So you want that in the healthy 20s. And if it's something like 15 or 11, <laughs> when three of my four cats weren't eating, and three of my four cats had to go on Remeron. That was a tip-off that something was wrong with me. <laughs> Don't enough, Bruce Hill. <laughs> that was when I realized, you know what? There was a problem. Because Remeron is important for appetites, which is cyclic, and mood. And so that was when I realized it was a cry for help. <laughs> And that was when I realized maybe I should be dabbing it behind my e each ear like the cats have to. And now all of them are eating like anything. And I was so happy because I was intuitively keying in to they're not eating. And I realized I was probably, my mood was polluting them. And I had to dial one on the head that 1-800-GET-A-GRIP. So today's show is about intuitive resyncing your weight and metabolism. If you want to know more about medical intuition, and how it's connecting to other people, your weight, your mood, 
consider my seven-day class once a year in July is a certificate training program. Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. It's limited to 50 people. It's a four-year class. You get a diploma at the end. If you want a private reading, I don't blame you. Who would want to call in and air your dirty lingerie or laundry? You can go to my website, www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, and I am replacing the phone on the hook. Anybody need a mini reading? You can call now, 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. I see several people biting their fingernails because we had one person on Instagram, it was hilarious. Instagram people, they're always lying down. I don't know why they're lying down. So all I saw was this person's forehead. I said, you got to show me your whole hair, head, because otherwise I'm just reading your frontal executive function. That means you have problems with organization planning, sustained attention. She says, well, I have problems with brain fog. Oh, this just in. Hi, you're on my Zoom live podcast. I hope that's what you want. Otherwise, you have to call back. Who is this? First name and age? My name is Patty. And I'm 69 years old. It's Callie? Patty, P-A-T-T-I. Oh, P-A-T, Patty. You're Patty. Yes. As in Patty Cake. Yeah, and I like to dessert. So that's okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Patty, uh, you're 51. How can I be of help? 59. Oh, 59. Obviously, I have trouble hearing on uh, this speakerphone. How can I be of help, Patty? Um, metabolism. I'm trying to do intermittent fasting, and I noticed that about three o'clock, I get jumpy and edgy. I try to do an extended fast, like I don't eat for twenty-four hours, and I try not to eat anything sugary, like yeah. Oh, the bed, the bed. First of all, when I was at Brown, there was a guy in our, there was the stupidest thing I've ever done, okay? I want you to know we all do stupid at one time. We use our brains and bodies as laboratories. So he was a high school wrestler in Iowa, Iowa wrestler. And the way that they do it is they strengthen their muscles and then they fast to get in the lower weight class so that they can be strong and cream someone who's lighter. So Larry, I won't tell you his last name, knew how to fast, meaning what you were just talked about. So I don't know how we got into this discussion. And he said, you want to learn how to fast? I went, sure, I'll fast because I was always into weight. He says, we could fast for two or three days. I said, sure, which was the stupidest thing because I didn't realize my sleep problem was epilepsy. So you put an epileptic, an epileptic and a waiter, a, a, um, a wrestler walk into a bar and fast. That's stupid. So <laughs> it was the stupidest thing. And then you stay up all night. Dumb. One days, two days, three days. And the next year, I started sleeping or seizing 
17 hours a day. Completely threw me off now that I realize it. That set the scene for a mess because you're fasting. That means you understand that insulin and cortisol arrive daily at 7.30 to say, I'm here because you're, you're, aren't you serving breakfast now? And you're like, no, not so much. We're fasting. <laughs> and your thyroid that's making T3, thyroid triiodothrenine, says, wait a minute. You're not serving breakfast now. And you go, no, I'm fasting, along with my friend Larry, who's a wrestler from Iowa. And my stupid friend, Mona Lisa, who doesn't realize she has a seizure disorder, who will soon get run over by a truck 86 feet because she shouldn't be fasting. She doesn't realize that every brain and body is not the same and every food plan is not the same. Are you following me? Yeah. And so some people can fast and be okay. At first they get, um, I remember the first day it was murder. And the second day I felt a, um, what do you call that thing? You feel high. It's like an opiate. Adrenaline. No, it wasn't adrenaline. It was, um, I know what adrenaline is. Because that's what they gave me when they thought I had narcolepsy. They gave me speed. That's adrenaline. No, this is, um, it's like floating uh, aura? in a cloud. It's no, that could be an aura. No, no, I know what an aura is. Spacey? It, it, no, it wasn't spacey. It was, um, Because it's a certain thing that people all almost always feel when they are on um, ecstasy. You have an ecstatic state. Oh. The reason why I say that is because you're altering the glucose levels in your temporal lobe, the area for mysticism. And when people during Lent go on fasts, I think the reason why they're doing it in part is they're trying to get closer to the divine. When I had my surgery in 2012, where I expired in the OR, had to be resuscitated. It's a long story, but you know, everybody has something. <laughs> I just happened to be rather extreme. I asked for pastoral counselor to come and see me to ask her on um, the reason why these little events happened in my life was because I was doing the wrong kind of work. And actually, she said, no, that no matter what happened to me, I gained more faith rather than lose it. I was amazed, given that she was a charismatic Christian. But that, that I digress. Anyway, she came in, prayed on me, and I was able to urinate because I had spinal cord injury. So I asked her to come in the next day. And um, she said, well, I'm a little upset because my husband keeps fasting and I'm worried about him. He's fasted for a week for Lent. I said, oh, I'll tell you. You understand, I couldn't figure out how to use the clicker. I had so much delirium because my hematocrit had slipped down because I bled. They kept transfusing me and I couldn't hold the transfusion. 
So I couldn't figure out how to use a clicker. I couldn't say a Hail Murray, but I was going to explain to her the neuroanatomy and the neurochemistry of why her husband was upset and needed the need to do fasting. She goes, okay. So she comes, prays on me, and I can urinate. And I say, your husband's very upset. She goes, what? I said, your husband's very upset. He's worried about his purpose in life, his work, his career, what he's doing daily is not using all his gifts, talents, and skills. Eating is, I didn't say third chakra. You don't say that to a born-again Christian, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not done. <laughs> I said, work, eating, that kind of stress. People get ulcers when they're worried about their work. I said, Fasting and eating, that's the kind of stuff is a lot about his work. So he's worried about his work, his job. She said, wow, that's amazing because he lost his job. I said, right. I just didn't linger there and explain to her how I knew that. So I just said, he's upset about that. And he wants to get close to God. He has a lot of faith. So his way of doing it is manipulating glucose levels in his temporal lobe by fasting. And he's just doing overdoing it a little. And she said, wow. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So this is what you do. You go home and you say to Norman, not his real name, say, hey, Bubba, I love you more than my luggage, but you're already close to God. He's sitting right next to you. In fact, if you look at him, because you're so delirious, <laughs> you'll see him in the mirror. So enough ixnay on the asking fay. Got it? <laughs> and she said she started to cry she bawled pastoral counselor was crying on my bed rather than the opposite don't do that because on the wrong brain it doesn't work which is why um that fasting thing intermittent fasting doesn't work um I did intermittent, started intermittent fasting since 2000. They call it when people have digestive problems, bowel rest. <laughs> you eat everything in the morning, starting at 7.30. Talk about cyclic metabolism. You start at 7.30 in the morning, you eat your food, and then you eat your last meal at like 4.35 o'clock. That's sinking your brain and body to the sun. Hello? Let me call CNN. That's exactly it. You eat most of your calories during the day light. And then after that, you coast. It's bowel rest. You let your bowel rest and you let what's ever in there get absorbed. You don't keep pushing stuff in there because guess what? Bowel motility is greatest in the morning after you eat breakfast. That's right. Everything you put things in, it's like flushing the toilet. And at night, Bowel motility is least. You want to put food in there at night and have a bit, nice big meal? Good luck with that. It will sit there and you'll have maximum absorption of calories. 
That's why if you have a big dinner, you go to bed with a big dinner and you wake up in the morning and it feels like you ate a rump roast. And you're like, what in the hell was I thinking? That's why, in essence, the concept, the intuitive concept of intermittent fasting is you eat your calories in sync with nature, with the sun, with your sleep wake from the cycle. Now, some people get funny because they want to they want to be in control. And last time I checked, we are of the earth. The digestive tract is earth. Chinese medicine, it's earth. And our digestive tract is filled with earth. It's dirt. It's E. coli. But some people want to control something. So they say, I'm going to be intermittent fasting. I'm going to eat all of my calories between 4 and 12 midnight. Smart and stupid. Because they're dissociating the cycle of sleep from the cycle of eating. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen on two feet. That means your control, you can have it your ways. Hey, guess what? Eating at McDonald's, I don't know if it's the healthiest. Although it's Burger King, I'm sorry. You can have it your way. That's Burger King commercial. My point is, is people who don't get enough sleep gain weight. Sleep cycles with weight. Deep sleep. So that's why insulin and cortisol, when you get up a highest, that's when you should have your biggest meal. Do you understand? That's why fasting is not so bright. And by the way, do you know what happens when you fast a lot? Are you there? Did I lose you? Did you go out for ice cream? Eventually, T3 goes down. That's why people who yo-yo diet, their metabolism catches up with them. And so people say, oh, okay, I'll take extra T3. Oh, come on. So somewhere else in your body, your brain and body is going to go, oh, yeah? And I'll give you an example. Your digestive tract will accommodate it. For example, if you get heavier, your stomach lining will get a lot more ghrelin receptors and it will tell your brain, I need to eat more. So even when you don't eat heavy meals and you decided to stop, you're going to fast now. Good for you. Your stomach thinks it's going to eat anyway. Because remember all that creative visualization with Shakti Guan? Remember back in the 80s? So even though you're fasting, you're still thinking, you know, or you're dreaming about it. I used to have buffet dreams, but only I skipped the main course and only went to the dessert part. So I would be dreaming about food and my brain would be releasing insulin because of the ghrelin receptors. I'd gain weight. So even if you're fasting, you structurally change, your body's changed and it's affected ghrelin. So even though you're fasting over time, you'll catch up. Did you get it? Yeah, but I was diagnosed with uh, a fatty liver back in 2007. So, and I do have high sugar sometimes in the morning, like over 100. And I noticed even if I fast for 24 hours, it just, my sugar goes down to like, um, you know, mid 90s. Okay. And one of the reasons is, is I only talked about cycling to the sun. The thing that the universe, or our universe at least, is supposed to cycle around. But some people's lives cycle around somebody else. That is 
their planet cycles around that person. So instead of keying in to the sun and their physical needs, they key around this person, their needs, their sleep. Are you following me? Yeah. All of a sudden, I hear sobriety in the voice. Pause. So my point is, that's why I said, there are some people when I'm around, independent of what I eat, I will gain weight. It's been shown that people who have erratic blood sugar, it goes up precipitously or it goes down precipitously. They have a problem with dysregulation of blood sugar. They're more likely to get diabetes type 2. So you, Missy, have a sugar metabolism problem. Insulin metabolism. Sure. Right. So do I. I. I have my mother and my brother both diabetic. Right. So what you want to do is keep everything regular. You don't want to skip anything. And you want to keep sleep the same, cycle everything the same. And you regulate it with the sun, not somebody else. Or somebody else's needs. Who do you live with? I live with my 90-year-old uh, elderly mother. I knew that. Right. I'm an immigrant mother. Right. So my point is, if you want to live long, you're going to have to go to your state agency and get her help. Because the stress that's going on with you, caregiver syndrome, makes you gain weight. Because you're running an assisted living. Go to your nearest hospital and look at the nurses' staff who run 24-hour shifts. Go to the ICU and look at them. Are you following me? Yeah. Whenever I, I was I on call, because I, want to get COVID. I didn't say for to put her in the hospital. I said to you that whenever I was on call, it was good for three pounds. You were perennially on call. I said get help and get respite because you are constantly intuitively keyed into her needs. Third center of hyperactive responsibility gland. Got it? Yeah, but that's why I'm always hyperactive because I'm always concerned about her. Right now, she has a lump on her left breast and I don't know if it's, uh, she needs to get biopsy. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me here. I want you to get a counselor. Do you hear it different now? I want you to get a counselor to talk to you about the risks versus benefits of how much care you deliver to yourself versus her. Are you following me? Yeah. What am I saying to you directly? I need counseling because it's a part of being a caregiver. No, that's not what I said. If you, let me say it more directly. If you do a, you alone do a full course press with her. I said you alone. And I'm taking care of a lot of elderly people. If you alone take care of her, you could predecease her. And then who would take care of her, right? 
Get a get a counselor to have you see that the amount of care that you're giving daily that extends to you and the effort is releasing cortisol that warps your insulin and affects your metabolism, is getting you out of sync. You are synchronized to your mother's needs and it's warping out of warp with you. So in other words, you're rotating around your mother rather than the sun. Do you get it? Yeah. Thank you. Do you get it? I get it. So, tell okay. me, I want to know what you get because I have a feeling you're slippery. <laughs> I know you think I'm a pain in the ass. I understand. I'm sorry, but I'm a kind pain in the ass. I'm an effective pain in the ass. I want it because some people just say, I get it. That's me to get off of their ass. Yeah, Tell me again uh, what you get. We're the ones that pain in the ass. What? You're talking to an Italian. So okay, so you get it. Okay, so tell me again what you get. Um, around what what happened to me that because I was fasting today, I don't know if I have low blood sugar, but I always check. I have a glucose monitoring machine that I check my sugar, and it wasn't that bad. But then now I feel like um, it, it's the cortisol. Okay, okay, I wait a minute now. You skipped. You, you, that was called a nice sidestep. Okay, we're going to go back. And now I'm going to go on to somebody else. I said that instead of having an effective synchronizing your life to other people and nature, your sleep and eating, your life is synchronized around your mother and that you needed to get help from state and city authorities for support. And I know they have them. I'm in New York City. So there's a lot city, of state, I don't care if you're in a, um, a, a yurt, okay? Yurt authorities, <laughs> okay? My point is you need to get help because it's warping your body. Rather than focusing on measuring your sugar all the time to see how badly it's warping, you know it's warping it. And so you're going to fix the problem. But you can't have your life revolve around your mother. It's getting you out of sync. And that if you continue to do that, you could predecease your mother. At first you said to me, well, she's lived a long life. And then I said, I rephrased it. And I said, do you get it? And you said, yeah, I get it. And then I said, are you, are you sure you got it or are you just getting me, you want me to get off your ass? What am I suggesting? Yeah, to contact the city and state to help get some respite with, with my mother. Okay. And I'm going to say one other thing. You want me to tell you one other thing? Why would I sit here and apparently waste time or take extra time to push this point? You want to know why? Because it shows you by doing all this fasting and fooling around with sugar. Let's play with sugar for 20, Alex. It's messing you up cognitively, putting your brain in delirium and making it harder for you to solve problems. That when you fool around, 
There you go. So when you fool around with blood sugar and fasting, imagine I'm sitting there fasting for three days in a row and I'm trying to learn pre-med in school. How stupid. <laughs> you are... I don't care. I don't care. Someone with unstable blood sugar and a family history of blood sugar shouldn't be fasting at all. Period. End of story. It causes cognitive problems. It puts you in a situation where it makes you less effective in solving problems. Yours, not to mention yours, mothers. You don't see nurses, them suggesting for nurses, hey, the whole package should just not eat at all. <laughs> you will get more work out of you if no one eats and then wait till the end of your shift before you eat. Are you kidding? They make sure nurses get a break every so often because they know that it will increase cognitive ability. That's true. Right. But so people, practice it. When people are not eating, you know, uh, kids who are in school, they need to have a good breakfast before they go into school because then they can learn better. There you go. I have no more questions for this witness. You may step down. I see some people on the screen now eating, which means they have now decided to cycle with their stomachs because it is now almost dinner time. Good luck. You take it easy. I hope yeah. you're eating. Okay. I'm replacing yeah. the phone to the hook. The number is 207-846-6475. I'm sorry that took so long, but I was trying to make the point that she was cycling around somebody else and not her own needs. And then I was also showing that she wasn't getting the point. It's not because she's stupid. It's not actually a denial either. It was because all she could do was repeat what I said back. And she was just repeating back, which is not a higher order cognition. It's just repeating back like a tape recorder. So therefore, because she's not eating correctly, she's not able to process information in a way that's as effective as she could. Because I know that lady's smart. She's not stupid. Dawn, you got your hand up. Nice sideways picture. How can I be of help? Dawn W. Yes, just had to unmute. Thank you. I'm so glad you are not pushing the intermittent fasting bandwagon, although I have tried it. And I, I do, I want, I, I don't push anything. No. I, I do something like intermittent fasting, but what they're saying is they push it so that you could intermittent fast by definition between you could eat exclusively between 5 PM and 12 midnight. They're dissociating it between your natural circadian rhythm, they're making you inhuman and they're making you think that you can control something. That's why I have a problem with it. Do you yeah. get that? Yeah, totally. And uh, and I, I understand because of all the other side effects, they're just too much. But, you know, and I'm, I'm 62, I'm postmenopausal. I eat, try to eat very healthy and exercise. And of course it's that uh, I'm sure it's hormonal imbalance. There's just so many things that are, you know, so many different solutions, but I would just love to know your, your best ones. Well, Dawn, the first thing I see is unfortunately you are like my aura ring. I am, I am, judiciously charging my phone every day and charging my aura ring 
every day on the cradle. Nice. But when I, I looked at my phone, they're not talking to each other. You are out of sync with certain people in your life. You're not synchronized. And it's not meaning certain people that are important to you aren't talking to you. They're either angry, depressed, and you're upset about it, sad, angry, depressed, and life goes on. And sometimes little slights happen. And then people go, oh, it's okay, it will go away. And then that little slight ends up becoming a big slight, and it goes on and on and on and on. And this gets to be a bigger and bigger and bigger problem. It's like when you get a little snag and a, a pantyhose and you think, oh, it's not a problem. I'm just going to put them on anyway. And you wear them to this really important event. <laughs> and you're going down the aisle and rip. <laughs> because you just let it go. But this has been going on for a while. Who in your life is steamed? And you're steamed and you're acting it out in different ways. And this has been going on for a while. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. So you're out of sync. So that was the problem is my aura ring, though I've been wearing it religiously and charging it. And my iPhone, which has the app for the aura ring, charging it, using it religiously. They're completely out of sync, but they're married. So they're completely useless, separate from each other. <laughs> I love, I love though. Thank you. I love this being compared to the aura ring because I think that I, you know, I do have a lot of light in me. And so I just love that comparison. I really do. Whoa. Listen to, to me. Get synced, but I need to get synced. No, no, you don't need to get synced. You're okay. Listen to me. I see someone in your life who's trying to have a relationship. You're trying to have a relationship with someone and the third person interfered. This injured you. You don't have to say anything. This isn't about seventh chakra life. This isn't about sixth chakra intellect. Not about fifth chakra talking about something. It's not about fourth chakra or heart. Emotion. It's not about third center self esteem. It's about pelvic. I can't believe you did what with who are you thinking? What were you thinking? It was about a violation, deception. And even though it happened in the past, it festers. 
you have light by yourself. I understand you're the aura ring. Tina Turner had lights on stage. And she had a husband over there. I'm not saying necessarily it's a husband, God forbid. And she had a husband on the other side of the stage singing. And they were supposed to be in sync. And they weren't. And everybody said she had a light in her. They only found out about it when Ike couldn't go to this recording thing. Phil Spector had this recording thing, and she ended up being there. I can't remember what she's saying. It's on that Netflix show. And so she went. And Ike wanted her to sing it a certain way, and she didn't want it. And then he had to leave, I, I don't know, for Coke or something. And she no longer synchronized her voice around what he thought she should. She sang in partnership with her higher power, the divine. And she started to the next concert she sang. She sang to the audience chanting. She had started to learn chanting and spirituality. Now, if anything is light and partnership and sharing it in partnership with the divine, she did it. And her husband said, why are you doing that? That's stupid. And she said, they like it. I'm going to do it more. I like it. And she had a partnership with the audience and the divine. And that was the beginning of her leaving. But she became out of sync with him. Now, it's interesting because Tina Turner was never Tina Turner. She was something else. Her name was something else. And Ike helped make her. And we're all made by somebody. At one stage of our life, we are all made on the shoulders of somebody else. And then we get out of sync. And we stop burning as bright. And we get itchy. What do you do for a living? Um... I'm a writer. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Writers, very important when they get writer's block. When the muse is there and when the muse is not. When the muse is there, because your partnership is with the muse. Mm -hmm. It's like touching magic. Right? Yeah. Completely. What kinds of things do you write? I write creative nonfiction. I write poetry and I'm working on a... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That yeah. sounds like an oxymoron. Creative nonfiction and you write poetry. Those are two <laughs> things in the opposite direction. Go ahead. <laughs> no, creative I'm nonfiction. Not making fun of you. I'm not making fun of you. No, 
Yeah, I know that. I know that. No, creative nonfiction can be memoir. It can be taking anything nonfiction and and reporting on it in a in a beautiful poetic way. So, um, but poetry is really my genre. It's interesting because I'm going to talk about a famous poet named um, May Sarton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she wrote a book called Journal of Solitude. Yeah, and she spent time always when she got writer's block talking about the relationship and a block from her muse and she get irritable. She was a very irritable person. Anyway, my point is, have you had problems with writer's block? Well, yes. When I, I'm right now, I'm blocked in my poetry. So I'm writing nonfiction in a creative way because that's, I switch. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know nothing about, I don't birth no babies. I don't know nothing about poetry. Except when the people do those raps and they do the poetry, I'm like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. I also know when people do bad poetry, it's like, I don't get it. (laughs) Right, right. A lot of people think they do good poetry, and I'm like, I don't get it. That was. Anyway, suffice it to say. You know, you're around some people and things are not flowing because. You're amusing you are not flowing. So you need to take a weekend away. And you need to make a Venn diagram of everybody in your life like you were looking at a living room with all the furniture. And you need to find out where the flow isn't. And if you think I'm being critical, I'm not. Because your seventh chakra is poetry. And everything else serves it. And if a conflict has been shoved under the rug and you're convincing yourself everything is okay, you're going to get a block because it ain't. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, you've you've hit it perfectly. I'm sorry to say this, but it just is. No, that's, you're right on the money. So thank you. You know, if Leonardo da Vinci stopped being able to paint, (laughs) things would not be well in the Vatican. (laughs) He'd have to go home and say to his boyfriend, pick up your shit. I mean, pick up your stuff. (laughs) Get all of it the hell out of here. (laughs) But why? 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 I'm on the deadline, chop, chop. The Pope is mad. <laughs> and I don't know who you were looking at the other night at the club, but I know something's going on. And I had feelings about it and we worked it through, but apparently not enough because I'm not getting my work done on that stupid ceiling. And I don't know how long it's going to take. But all I know is it's still bothering me enough that it's preventing the work getting done. And I got a Pope up my woohoo censored <laughs> do you understand i i really i do you just you're hitting it right on the head well i don't think that's important i important too that's where we hit the road when the person says on i important too what you say back is i don't know how to respond to that yeah i love you more than my luggage but i don't know how to respond to that and they'll say <laughs> You don't. And you'll say, 
when the question is asked that way and someone has to ask the question that way, you just say, I love you, but I don't know how to respond to that. That's like saying, I don't know what you love more, the moon or the stars, water or dirt. It depends on the day. What's in? <laughs> right now, I think people in California, they're wishing there was less water and more dirt. But before, there was a song called It Never Rains in California. Do you remember that? Little ditty. Yeah. <laughs> so my point is, it depends. But when someone says, don't you love me more? Am I important? Then that person lacks perspective. You don't ask that of an artist. Right. Get it? Yes. In other words, when I'm doing a reading and someone comes to the door, someone does something, they tiptoe and get the hell out. <laughs> Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you so thank much. You. I want to welcome. Thank you for welcoming me into your day. But you've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. You have a great day. Do well. Live brilliantly. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.